0: Welcome to the Capgemini North America Corporate Social Responsibility Podcast. My name is Andrew Peterson, and I lead environmental sustainability for Capgemini in the US and Canada. I look forward to engaging with each of you on diversity, digital inclusion, and sustainability initiatives and challenges. Let's lead as architects of positive futures together. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the North America CSR Podcast. How our global economy can support continued human development without exceeding the boundaries of the natural resources of our planet is likely to be one of, if not the most defining issue of the next decade and beyond. For the last 12 years, Capgemini has been working to reshape ourselves to not only survive this transition, but to contribute in a meaningful way to a sustainable future for all. As a leader in digital transformation, Capgemini also helps many of the world's largest companies to become stronger and more resilient, and if we are to achieve our objective of being architects of positive futures, sustainability absolutely needs to be a part of that conversation. In today's episode, we will begin to explore some of the ways that Capgemini is addressing sustainability with our customers. So right now, I'd like to introduce the first guest of this episode.
1: Hi, I'm Matthew Bradley. I'm Group Sustainability Director, and I currently have responsibility for our client-facing sustainability program within the group.
0: In his role, Matt has been leading Capgemini to expand our sustainability program beyond the confines of limiting our own operational carbon
1: emissions. Let's hear from him how the program has evolved over the years. Yeah, sure, so actually the, the, the journey began um, back in 2009, um, and actually the very seeds of this began with a client engagement, and it was the UK Environment Agency, uh, the UK's government department that looks after Uh, environmental matters Um, and that was all around being the most sustainable contract in government and and one of the key requirements for that is having ISO 14001. But then we saw an opportunity very much in the way we do with Capgemini uh, to industrialise the process and roll it out globally and really at at that point we, we got to a position whereby in our thinking we can only do so much within Capgemini. So if we take our footprint today and then we include Altran within that story. Germanized global carbon footprint is about 700,000 tonnes. Um, and we think, you know, that's that's quite large. You know, what is 700,000 tonnes? But to put it into context, and um, when we look at a Unilever, a Unilever's footprint is about 61 million tonnes. If we put it against uh, an automotive company and you take someone like BMW, BMWs, annual carbon footprint is about 125 million tonnes. So if you compare that to our 700,000 tonnes, it's in a different league. And really, you know, the programme today for me and where it sits is a very strong internal programme that can only go so far, but is obviously driving the net zero uh, ambition by 2030, obviously on our, our carbon neutrality by 2025. That's critical because that's a really big building block for our clients. And for me, we've got a really credible internal story, but actually the biggest thing we can do, the biggest impact we can have on where the program is going today is how we leverage our capabilities, our skills, our people, our technologies to help our clients address their challenges today and in the future. Biggest impact we can have as not only a company, but as a sector, is helping our clients achieve and address their climate change uh, issues.
0: With the lofty ambition of helping our customers to transform into more sustainable and resilient organizations, I asked Matt to tell us how Capgemini's expertise in the digital arena can make that goal a
1: reality. Yeah, sure. And I'm going to just put this in the lens of what we call domains of influence. And we talk a lot about what is the influence we can have whether it by sector, whether it be client. And we talk about three domains of influence. Is the very first protocol, we're very IT-focused, technology-focused, which is right, so a lot of our customers come to us around technology and, and IT. So that first bubble, that first circle is sustainable IT, and that's all about where we're leveraging cloud, where we're leveraging our application rationalization programs, green coding, the, the elements where we can address the technology, you know, um, and if we're migrating something into the cloud, on average, a migration of one physical server to the cloud is roughly going to save one tonne of carbon. And we do that for a lot of clients. It doesn't have to just be cloud, we can be um, looking at the IT estate itself, rationalising the, 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 the workspace environments, making them more efficient, Uh, the green coding side or even looking at applications all of that ultimately from an it asset perspective is saving energy we're reducing the energy consumption and straight away energy we convert to the carbon but we're not going to save the planet by making our it estate sustainable we know it is a big negative contributor to climate change in, in terms of the emissions and the energy that it needs but if we make it sustainable The key for me then is that next sphere of influence, and and that's the wider operations of our customers. So once we've got a sustainable IT landscape, we grow the IT. You grow your cloud uh, capability because then we start introducing other dimensions and skills that we have. Now, whether that be AI, uh, data analytics, um, whether it be uh, uh, digital manufacturing, you start to look at how we take a client and we optimise what they're doing and you can take a, um, for example in Germany where we've optimised the routing for that client so they're using um, less fuel to deliver the parcels because we've got route optimizations. So in terms of less fuel, less fuel is, is less carbon and we're able to help attribute that. Um, or we take a utility company, and we've been helping utility water companies optimise their pumping stations, um, where we're able to look at how we get the best out of those pumps, and we get them pumping water at the right time. So we're we'll optimise them, and in doing so, again, you're saving energy uh, in that space. So the the the, the Examples can be vast, and we have many, but the thing is, is looking at your client and understanding what do they do and in what they're doing, what are they consuming, burning, wasting? And and it can be anything from you know, the energy and fuels through to water, plastic, the, the waste outputs, um, the, even fresh produce in stores. How are we ensuring that the fresh produce is there on the right time and on demand rather than it being um, sent to, to waste? Biggest impact that we can have um, is what we term customer of customers. And that's our final domain of influence. And that is either the supply chain. And when we net zero, um, the supply chain um, is going to become a critical part to everybody's net zero journey and understanding the the carbon impact of the supply chain, not just at tier one, all the way back to the tier 13 in the case of IT manufacturing and the extraction of minerals from the ground, um, but also our end customers, we're all consumers, and how do the our clients influence us as end consumers, and if we think about it, there's many examples, and it, and it could be as simple as smart metering, the creation of dashboards and smart metering to influence the consumption we're making in our home domestic environments, reducing our energy at home, therefore saving carbon. Or whether it's one of our um, clothing manufacturers and we're helping them um, work out how do you wash clothes at 30 degrees rather than 40 degrees, which, believe it or not, has a dramatic impact.
0: Beyond these concrete examples, Capgemini is also working to broaden the conversations we have with our customers to include sustainability, even if it's in the abstract sense. Here's an example Matt gives of how we framed the sustainability conversation
1: with a global telecommunications client. And the conversation I had with the head of sustainability was imagine if you can save all of your customers one tonne of carbon, that's a big impact. And how do you drive that through mobile apps and influencing people? Now we don't have the answer, but we certainly engaged the client in a different way and got them thinking differently and seeing Capgemini through a different lens. Seeing Capgemini is not just the IT provider, but Capgemini is an innovator who can actually change the way they think and help them on their journey to a more sustainable future. In
0: addition to leveraging our existing portfolio of solutions to help our customers become more sustainable, our organization has also begun developing new solutions specific to sustainability. To tell us about an example, let's hear from our next guest. My name is John Chrome. I'm a principal
2: with um, Capgemini Invent, um, our management consultant and advisory portion of the group. Um, I'm a 32 32- year year veteran of the oil and gas industry, spending most of my time in upstream and midstream um, portions of the business. Um, My final role within industry was with a um, large global mining and petroleum company, whereas I was the global head of operations, maintenance and improvement
0: for uh, the petroleum division. John, why is sustainability so critical for you to address with your customers in this industry? Well, I'll come at it from a few different angles because
2: particularly for energy companies and to a large degree utility and chemical companies as well, um, we've, we've got to take some ownership of what's happening in the world around us. Whether or not you you have a belief that um, climate change is man-made, we can be part of a solution regardless. So we have our own industrial footprints and our our client's industrial footprints to help reduce um, the impact on the world around us. Um, But we also have a responsibility to frankly lower the amount of carbon that we use. And partly this is out of a moral obligation for generations to come. Partly it's around our own self interest as we see weather patterns change and human migration patterns change and things of that nature. Uh, poverty increasing in certain parts of the world because of climate change, but also there's a business imperative. Um, consider um, the impact of Henry Ford and the automobile on blacksmiths and saddle makers at the turn of the last century. And oil and gas companies, um, if they choose not to to um, take, take the signs seriously, Potentially position themselves to be the saddle makers of the 21st century and you know there's not a, a tremendous number of them today compared to what was around 100 years ago so this is a business imperative that we get this right and we're a part of an ongoing solution where the company logos you see today are still around in 50 to 100 years perhaps greatly transformed but here nonetheless
0: What is your team bringing to the table to help our clients meet this business imperative?
2: Um, In particular, here in North America, we've put together an offering and we call it for now accelerating or accelerate net zero. And the idea is that fundamentally we can help clients manage that complicated business landscape um, if they are thinking about something in the sustainability world, getting greener. So... um, there, not every company just yet, whether it's a utility or, say, a traditional oil and gas company, has chosen a lot of meaningful green initiatives that is going to reduce their own carbon footprint. And we can certainly help navigate them in, into those new business lines. Um, you've seen BP um, a few months ago make some big, bold statements, and that's an example of getting into some new business lines. Believe it or not, BP today as a tremendous number of renewable projects around the world. I think it's, I think it's something like eight wind farms um, in North America alone, Some, something like that. So we can help clients navigate that complicated landscape considering the economic and the regulatory and the, um, the consumer um, factors associated with getting into electricity generation. Secondarily, there are many of our clients, particularly in EUC, that are dipping in or have dipped it greatly. And they just need help. They need help managing the data. They need help creating new business process. They need help with um, uh, cloud storage. And, and the list of what I would call traditional offerings goes on and on. But it supports a completely new business or supports it in a way that reduces the ultimate carbon footprint. For another example,
0: here's our next guest.
3: My name is Sheila Patel. I'm a vice president in Invent, uh, which focuses really on the business models of tomorrow. Uh, Within Invent, I am focused on looking at technology, uh, specifically within uh, that around sustainable IT as our offer.
0: I'll ask you the same question I asked John. Why is this topic so important for us to address with our customers?
3: It's a really critical time where we're starting to see companies really shift their mindset from not just thinking about profits, but really a triple bottom line, focused on profits, people, and the planet. And and based on that, we're seeing that, uh, you know, beyond some of them making ambitious goals out there around becoming net zero, using sustainable products, um, and and, and really uh, driving the sustainability message out there. Uh, that they're really thinking about internally, how to really transform themselves. Um, And so we see this as a great opportunity um, for all of us to really make an impact on the planet.
0: And again, please tell us a little bit about what your team is doing to meet the need.
3: In terms of, as as we think about offers, uh, we're really got an offer focused on sustainable IT. And this is the opportunity for IT as a department to really come to the table with with a voice uh, that is um, supportive of the overall corporate initiative around sustainability. Uh, We see them coming to the table really in a couple of different ways. Uh, One is just to really support the overall strategy. So a lot of uh, companies, as I mentioned, have put out there that their goal is to be net zero. Um, So kind of looking at uh, green strategy how does the IT department evolve themselves to really support and really hold themselves accountable for helping them become net zero? Uh, oftentimes the IT departments are the source of uh, large en- energy consumptions and really uh, being uh, very, uh, y- using a lot of assets that take up a lot of energy. Um, so that's one uh, responsibility we see uh, that we have and offer around. Uh, Second is clearly the opportunity to take the employees along with the journey of this is key. And so with our green employee offerings, we see an opportunity to engage uh, employees of making sure that uh, they are uh, contributing to the overall cause uh, for the company as well. Uh, Third, within green IT, we have an opportunity to really transform the IT department itself. Uh, by uh, creating products uh, that are eco-friendly, by going to the cloud and migrating themselves, um, really finally retiring some of those systems uh, that are out there that that make up a lot of of what takes the carbon footprint out um, in in this space. And then lastly, uh, IT for green really focuses on how to have IT help the rest of the company think about how to transform their business models to their customers, and really thinking about how to think about the next gen products, uh, solutions, and really helping to ensure that the footprint that they then pass on to their customers is as minimalized as possible. So these are the four offers that we focus on to help respond uh, to this growing need that we see.
0: For members of Capgemini delivery teams, you can act today by reading your client's sustainability literature and understanding their priorities, and then create opportunities to discuss how we can partner to move our collective goals forward. Reach out to me or to any of our guests on this podcast to learn more about the solutions that were presented today and other ways that Capgemini can help our customers to be more sustainable. In many cases, the digital transformation work you are already performing may be saving your customer carbon emissions, and we can help you calculate that. If you are a client of Capgeminis, or of any partner assisting you with business transformation, make sure that sustainability is a topic of discussion with that supplier. The challenges and opportunities of sustainability cannot be addressed by any one person, company, or organization. It will take the collective effort of all of us and a willingness to hold ourselves and others accountable, and everyone should consider how you will make an impact. A big thank you to all three of our guests today, We are unfortunately out of time for this episode, but I am so excited to have had the opportunity to begin to explore this topic with you. Stay tuned for more on this and many other exciting corporate social responsibility topics in future episodes of this podcast. Thank you for listening. Wow, you made it to the end of another episode of the Capgemini North America Corporate Social Responsibility Podcast. I'm Andrew Peterson, and on behalf of the entire North America CSR team, I'd like to thank you for listening. We want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. If there is a specific topic on diversity, digital inclusion, or environmental sustainability that you would like to hear us cover, please leave a comment in the podcast channel below.